What's going on, Golf Addicts? Welcome to the 2023 Ryder Cup Recap Review Podcast. Me and Pat, a Ryder Cup postmortem. We want to try to make this unique, right? Mm-hmm. You've probably heard some of those from Capital Big J journalists who are good at Ryder Cup recaps. And we're going to talk about a lot of the same things, but we're also going to try to mix in a few unique factors, unique perspectives on the Ryder Cup and what went down there in Rome, as well as a quick, brief recap of our member guest experience at the end of the show. But uh, obviously, first things first, the most important news of the weekend, Siwoo Kim exempting mandatory military service. In honor of Siwoo, rocking the Siwoo shirt. Man, uh, that's impressive. Impressive performance by Siwoo and Sung Jay. Yeah, but I mean, good for Sung Jay, but this is about Siwoo. Yeah. But they, they, they obviously crushed it. Uh, they were the mega team, mega force over there in the Asian Games. Gold medal victors. Uh, so I believe now they're only mandated to do a two-month uh, training or something. But the, the, the 24-month deal is no moss. So just, I mean, if you just said, DB, what would you rather have? U.S. victory in the Ryder Cup or Siwoo Kim exempting military service? The answer would have been easy. Siwoo Kim military service. So I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled to death. Um, when did you find out that he was playing in the Asian Games? Before they teed off. Yeah, I knew about it. Okay. You don't think I knew about it? I mean, you don't I believe just, me? You look, you look like you're, you like you're suspicious. I, there was a, there was some question. Yeah, in my mind, dude. I, I am a, I, I, I am very in tune with what Siwoo was doing. I look at all and of his Instagram stories. I know what he's doing. I know where he is at almost all time. Maybe you could have been focused on some other things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, let's talk before we get into takes on the Ryder Cup, our overall, well, really my overall betting performance because I didn't have time to go back and look at Pat's. But I, had no- I could tell you mine if you wanted to. I circled mine. Good, okay, good. I, I had notes on, on mine. I didn't have notes on yours. Please hit me. What, some, how do you, some of, you mine do, are, are, some of mine are the same as yours. Okay. Um. Who leads first? Yep. Hit that. Euro plus 120. Yep. Foursomes, day one winner, of course. Euro plus 150. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Tournament foursomes winner. Europe. Euro plus 120. Yeah. Um, there was some I didn't know. Um, Homa mm-hmm. to be the, I think, which one was this? Top USA captain's pick. Well, plus he, 160. Homa was not a captain's pick. It, you, and what was that one then? Top USA point score? No. He was 9-1 to one top point score. Top rookie, he was 3-1. to one. I, We hit that one. I hit that one. I don't know if you did. I think Maybe. Did. Oh, yeah. That was top USA rookie. That's yeah. what that one was. Yeah. Um, no, I think he was plus 160. As the USA rookie, he was three to plus oh, three hundred as the overall rookie, <clears throat> which he was. That's that's what I have written down. Yes. Um, I messed that one up on the tweet that I'm showing. I think that was it. Um, the other one I had was that I was so close to Hatton being the first to tee off. Uh, he played with yeah. Rom. Yeah, that's true. And he was plus four hundred <laughs> to be the first to tee off, and Rom ended up teeing off first and not Hatton. So yep. 
that that was that was a missed one. I don't the two I didn't know were like the over on halved matches. It, I didn't know the answer to it, that one. It was I'm sure you got it was over. I hit it. Did you okay. have over? You had over two. I had over. And the other one was total matches to go to the eighteenth. Mm, you you missed, took the under. I took the over. You missed that one. It was under. Uh, only eight. I believe eight went to eighteen. Uh, I think we both also hit this one. Top European captain's pick, Tommy Fleetwood at plus two twenty five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, top US player nine to one. Homo, we got that. And then I have a bunch of other bets here on the screenshot on the tweet here from Sobet that I threw up, winning a total of two point three units on the Sobet plays. All in all, man, another successful betting Ryder Cup show for us. We've I, we've really crushed the Ryder Cup the last two the last two events. So um, uh, it was a good time. Hope everybody had some. Won some good units at least, even if you were pulling for USA and they didn't, they didn't win. So let's talk about it, Pat. Why? Why did the why did why does the why did the US team lose? But also, like in this question, why does it seem that the away teams are just gonna lose? Because like already, as 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 kicked down and beat down as some of the US guys feel, and the and the US media is is already feeling, and even the 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 European media is, is saying how bad the U.S. was. They're also all still saying that they're gonna, we're going to kill Europe in Beth, at Bethpage in New York. Um, so is, is there something to it? Is it course set up? Is it the crowd? Is it something else? What are your overall thoughts? Why did the U.S. lose? Do you think it's part of the, just a U.S. issue in Europe? Or is it an away issue that Europe's going to face in Bethpage? Um, I think it's an away issue. I think it's a very much overanalyzed issue, as I think the entire Ryder Cup is. Oh, yeah. It is so freaking overanalyzed before and after. Yeah. We forget so many things, okay? Yeah. When the Europeans lost at Whistling Straits by 10 and got their asses kicked and Rory is crying. Yeah. They were broken. Yeah. It, the, the whole thing was, what are they going to do yeah. to, to win another Ryder Cup? They're broken forever. Two years later, we're in Rome, and you and I talked about it. I mean, the, the teens were more evenly matched than people would have thought, or just because they may not know some of these guys that were on the European team, and they know the U.S. team. And now, all of a sudden, and we, we basically get our asses kicked, we're broken. This I, is back and forth. It's the same thing at Hazeltine. I think we there's won a difference. By a lot. I, I think there's a big difference. I, I think the big difference is the question after Whistling Straits for Europe was not necessarily how, how were they broken or here's how they're broken, how, they're, how are they going to fix it. The question was turnover of talent. It felt like it was a lot of the old guys, the Poulters, the Westwoods, the Garcias, the Roses, the Stensons. Like, there's a lot of the old guys, and where's the new blood, the new youth that's going to turn up and be the next generation of Ryder Cup killers for Europe. We, in theory, have that already. Like, we have young, studly, major champion winning, major champion contending, killers. And, we, it, it, and, and while, yes, more evenly matched, no one disagreed that we weren't the better team top to bottom from a talent perspective. No, no one was saying like, "Oh man, how are these guys going to do without Tiger and Phil?" And you know, they just weren't saying any of that. So 
then, then how are we broken is the question, because we are broken. The process, the system seems broken when we go to Europe. Well, isn't it not broken when they come here? I don't think it— I, They didn't win. I mean, let's go back to the last eight. We can't—I mean, how, 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 how much history do we need to have? Let's go back to 2016 Hazeltine. We kicked their— It, was, it seemed a little closer, but it was still—we we won fairly easily. Yeah. Okay. Then we go to over Paris. Yeah. They kick our ass. Then we come back to Whistling Straight. We kick their ass. Then we go back over to Rome. So, like, why you're, is it you're always looking at the last four Ryder Cups, like, though? But, but if, why if, is it worse for us than it is? Like, when just, we lose, it's so, so bad. When they lose, it's not that bad. I don't think that's the case. What I do think is the case is there's so many, there, there's, there's too many. Like, why do we have to ask, have to see some of these same pairings for the U.S.? Like, like why do you, does Spieth have to play with? With JT, that, yes. You know, why can't we mix that up? Yes, that's a you huge. Know, why problem. do we have to sit there and say because he's my buddy? You know, like I, I don't, I don't <clears throat> care about that. Like, use statistics, do whatever the hell you want, but you know, just put the pairing together, take the names off the board, and then put the guys together. That's games are going to be able to fit better. Yeah. But I, I do think there is a lot of, I guess my main point is there's a lot of overreaction on both sides. This happens with anything in sport. Oh, yeah. It happens if a number one team in football loses to a, you know, whatever, 25th ranked team. You know, if, if Georgia had lost to Auburn this past weekend, people would be going freaking up the wall. You, you they were and, we, and we barely won by seven points and <clears> had to do it in the last, our last drive of the game. It's just and, and people freak out, and it's like, but I feel like it's worse. Like when we lose over there, people think we're we we've just everything's terrible. But it doesn't happen when they and they've lost they've lost the last two over in, in the U.S. I know. I guess what I'm saying is I think the reason why that reaction is there is because the the general consensus is that we have the more talented team. We had the more talented team in Paris by way more than we did here. And we had a slight edge in talent here. Now, obviously, it's golf. But so, so, then, so then there is the question for me, and I, I, I kind of see a couple different ways. I think you just hit on something with the pairings. It, is, it was clear to me from, honestly, the jump, the, the jump in how he handled the captain's picks to how he handled the opening ceremony, which I know you didn't get to see because you were driving to Augusta for the member guests, but I was in the locker room yeah, at, at, at Champions, watching it while I was doing some work. Zach Johnson's handling of that was very just so mid. It wasn't even funny, whereas like Luke Donald's was extremely, it was like dripping with excellence. And this is a guy who got the captaincy late after it was taken from Henrik Stenson. Everything that, that seemingly Luke Donald and his team did revolved around excellence. Whereas everything Zach Johnson and his team did, which I don't know, I, I, overall, I don't, I'm gonna, this is going to be a hard podcast and not get on, go down rabbit holes, but overall, the co-captain thing, I don't, I don't know, like, it's, it's the gif or the, what is it in, um, what movie is it? What would you say you do here? Like, I don't know what those people do other than make sure everybody has an Uncrustable in their bag at the right time, but... I don't know what value Freddie Couples, Stuart Sink, uh, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker. I feel like I'm missing one. I don't know what they do, but 
none of them, none of them apparently have this can either have the sack because they know that Zach's not doing something right or not or, or missing something that they don't have the sack to say it, or they're also they they just they're all the same person. I, I think that's actually what it is. I think they're all the same person, all the same captain. Maybe Steve Stricker's not because we saw what he did at Whistling Straits, but I think they're all kind of cut from the same cloth. Luke Donald and Edo Molinari calculated every move. And while on, on the surface, you think about the little move and think it doesn't make sense, but when you add all of them up, one by one, all of them up, and you add it all up, it, it, it equals something. And it equals making educated decisions on the pairings that are educated by not just vibes, right? Not just vibes. Vibes are important. Vibes are important. I, I don't. I don't know that any. I, I don't know that anyone should be even on the team if they're bad vibes guys, right? But but there's probably a spectrum, right? Like so, Scotty Scheffler should have been able to say, or somebody should have been able to say to Zach Johnson, "Hey, I get that Sam Burns. It would be good vibes, and and maybe Keegan Bradley would be less good vibes, but he's not. He's not like Bryson vibes. He's not like Patrick Reed vibes. But there's mm-hmm. a spectrum. But the difference is Keegan Bradley can hit an iron shot. Sam, yeah. Sam, Sam Burns lost. Data Golf put out the, the strokes gain. Sam Burns lost. Let's see, where, where is he? Sam Burns finished. This is where he finished. Where he normally finishes. If I say to you, and we know this. Like, we know this. Everybody that listens to us knows this. How the F does Stuart Sink, Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, Jim Furyk, Fred Couples, and I still feel like I'm missing one, not know that Sam Burns can't hit his irons. He finished yeah. one, two, three, four, five. He finished ahead of five players for the whole event in strokes gained approach, which is very typical of Sam Burns. This is no surprise. This is not like Sam Burns did not do something that he normally does well. No, he did not. But we, don't, we didn't use any data, or we did, and we didn't have the sack to admit that, the, that this should maybe not be what happens. So, Zach... Effed up on the captain's pick of Sam Burns, number one. He really effed up when he sent Sam Burns out on the first match of his first Ryder Cup in the most difficult format of foursomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? No, it's, it was... How disheartening was that opening your, the app in the morning and seeing... <laughs> the, the only good thing was that you and I were teeing off on the memory guest. It was like, oh, oh we suck, okay, turn it off, go. Like... Yeah, we at least done. we at had least all it, these plans to watch it while we were yeah, playing. Yeah, at least at that point we would have had a one-track mind. We could not have had a we we, we that that was the the win is that we only were able to think we only had to think about one thing and that was not the Ryder Cup because yeah, it that, looked very out of hand. No, I I agree. I think you're right. Um, Zach Johnson from the start was just did not feel like a great captain for us. Um. I do think that you, you, you're you always going to hear, well, it, it's up to the players. And it is. It's up to the players. When they get out there, they, they got to do the thing. But I, I feel like if you want to talk about a vibe, the, the captain and the vibe of the team starts with the captain. Yes. It goes through yes. from there. Yep. It's like, in any, I, I'm going to probably bring up other sports a lot when you're coming because this is a team thing it's a lot different than individual golf it's a team thing yeah you know the vibe of a team comes from the coach it does 
you know, the vibe of Alabama teams over the years with, under Nick Saban, they come from Nick Saban. You know? Uh, Deion They've Sanders? Had, Deion Sanders, anyone? Yeah, Deion Sanders. Perfect, perfect example. Colorado has been a laughing stock for 20-plus years. Deion Sanders comes in, brings a positive vibe, brings a good message to the team, brings good players, obviously, but that's yeah. what the U.S. has, right? Good yeah. players? Yeah. So, I mean, it does mean a lot. And I don't think Zach at all, like, I just, he, if he walks into a room and you're wanting to, you know, you don't need to run through it like, like football, be wanting to run through right. a door and tackle somebody when you get out on the first tee. This right. would be funny. I mean, at one point, I wish that would have happened. Like it, it almost did. More interesting. It almost did. <laughs> it Rory, almost. Rory and Lacava. Yeah, but yeah, it just it didn't it didn't feel right. I think they need to. That is where I will say, like, I'll go with the overreactors post Ryder Cup and say you blow up all the stuff on the on the captaincy thing. Like, bring in some new new guys. God, or, we, we know they won't though. We know they won't. I know. They, they are not going to blow that up. I want to read this. This is exactly what you're talking about. This is a quote from Justin Rose after, uh, in, the, in, the, in the press conference after Sunday. We're united by a culture. We're united by a generation of players that have come before us, and this is our time. Luke's been very clear on that message. This is our time to shine, not because this is our stage. We are just taking care of it because of the amazing role models that we had before us and that have shown us how to do it. I feel there's a really strong culture in the European team. A good pairing in the European team doesn't mean playing with your best mate. It means representing something bigger than yourself. I feel like that's what being a European Ryder Cup player is all about. And holy hell, do we not have that? We don't have that. Not at all. You're right. I mean, everything, and, and, and like you said, the culture falls on the captain and the co-captains. Right. And, and obviously, then it trickles down to the players on the team that are leaders and trickles down, which I think we have some of that. We don't have enough of them, but we have some of it. But Zach is the most uninspiring. I mean, he is, if he is not, and I mean, no, if, I, I, we've met Zach. Zach we've is met a, Zach. He is a great guy. Nice guy. I, I yeah. really do like Zach, uh, an accomplished player, a nice guy, um, a good family man, like what a good ambassador for the game of golf. However, in Europe, if you are going to be a right, we may need to treat European, European-based Ryder Cup captain selections different than we do U.S. captain selection. Zach Johnson may have been just fine helping us win in the U.S. I don't know that that's the truth because he still might have left out all the data side of things and still done the whole buddy system with his picks and his pairings. But he probably would have had a little better chance. But when we go over there, we have to have somebody that is inspiring and motivating and helps guys frame their perspective of why you're here and why you do this and why it matters and why the American fans back home are getting their asses up in the middle of the, of the night, are altering their schedules so that they, there, are, there are men with newborns who have not volunteered to feed their newborn babies in the middle of the night <laughs> until the Ryder Cup comes so they and can look like heroes. Yeah, Somebody has to say to these guys like, hey, I know you're all a bunch of egotistical brats and you're spoiled and you play an individual sport. But if you showed up and you put on the red, white, and blue and, and you're going to enjoy all the dinners and the dog and pony show with your wife, girlfriend, whatever, if you're going to do all that, then effing wear it. Like be, be an American proud to represent your country for the Ryder Cup. 
Don't come over here and be whiny. Don't come over here and be, you know, uh, uh, all about yourself. Like, but Zach can't deliver that to those guys. And, and, and Justin said another key thing in there that, he, that they had a generation of players before them, like Seve. Dude, the European Ryder Cup team, them jokers, I mean, Luke did a, a bunch of cool stuff in their player space with like pictures of Seve, and they had Seve, yeah. his locker in the middle of their locker room space and all this stuff. The last thing they saw before they walked out the door was Seve. And you could look at it and go like, dang, this is kind of cheesy. This feels like a weird thing to do for golfers. But I, again, cumulatively, all the little things work. But those Europeans, if you just, dude, if, if you showed, if there was a European who had, a, who had a, a kind of a bad attitude or he didn't know what he, if he could do it, if he wanted to play, his tummy hurt, like Ricky said, his tummy might hurt. And you just did this. Just held up Seve on a piece of paper. Just written. You don't even have to show him a picture. The boys are, the boys are, they're gone. They're, they're going to go do the best they can because they think about Seve. Yeah. And, and the mark that he left on the, on the Ryder Cup team for, the, for, for, the, for Europe. And our guys. Did you see they put his image on the back, in their, inside of their shirts? <laughs> they did. No, I did not see that. I did not yeah, see that. Yeah. Like on the back, like there was an image of Seve. So when they were per- putting on their shirts, Seve was literally head, touching. Seve's like going, looking down <laughs> on them. <laughs> but, we don't have any. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I do think that's a deep problem that I don't know that we can solve. Like, we don't have. Well, we a, can't just like invent. Yeah, we don't. Somebody. We don't have a Seve. We Phil no. wasn't. I mean, Phil would be the closest thing to it. But now he's been so maligned and so he's so hated. It, and Tiger, there's a whole Tiger debate going on, and I kind of got into it on Twitter today about the Tiger thing. If you go deep down the Tiger rabbit hole, which is not is not pretty when it comes to you know, I mean, his Ryder Cup performance was poor. He was thirteen twenty one and three. I mean, Tiger, don't get it twisted was as competitive as anyone ever to play golf. And that's why he showed up to the Ryder Cup and was fierce in, his com- in competing. But Tiger still didn't have the same Seve thing. Tiger was probably yeah. not as do it for my country. Now, you know, his dad was a green, you know, green Beret and all that. You know, all that was probably instilled in him to some extent. But I don't know who our guys have like that to draw off of for that. And I think that's yeah. a big problem. I don't know how you solve it. I don't. I don't think they're. Yeah, I, I think you you solve it in a different way because we we don't have the inspiration of a Seve or something like that. So they're going to have to do. They would have to do something else to you know. I, I do like you know what we've seen in the past with them, even in, at Whistling Straits, where you know they all have a number, you know, a number of of what you know all the Ryder Cup European you know, team members. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Your number 110 and yep. whatever. Like, I like that. That's a, that's kind of a cool thing. You could easily do that with the U S did we hear Be about creative. anything like that? That Zach Johnson did this week. Nothing. I heard nothing about it. Nothing. nothing. And those things help. I mean, those things, when you're thinking about it yeah. and you're trying to dig deep to, you know, to win a match or to do whatever, like you, you think of things like that. hundred so, percent. And I do have some, wow. I do have some kind of, fun ideas for for creating the team hold hold on into that later yeah yeah save that the only other thing i'll say is i do think this is an issue too not a single player on our team would have prepared for a major 
the same way they prepare for this Ryder Cup. And I understand that a major has some things that are different. But again, that's where Europe just culturally, everybody that gets picked on that team or qualifies for that team, they don't have to beg anybody. They, Luke Donald didn't have to beg anybody to play the BMW. They all played the BMW. They all made the cut. They all played a competitive, good golf course. It doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be the perfect golf course. Like, Homa, who played the best, played the Fortinet. JT played the Fortinet. Brooks Kepka played Rich Harvest Farm. I mean, give me a break. I mean, it, Napa has no, probably has no correlation to Marco Simone at all, except for you're playing competitive golf. And, yeah. and these guys say this all the time in press conferences. We read it all the time before and after majors in pressers when people are asked about their preparation. What, do you, what, do you, what are you going to do? Or after the major, what do you wish you would have done different? And we hear guys say all the time, I should have played, or I always like to play the week before the major, because even though the course doesn't perfectly fit, because I just like to be in tournament golf, competitive golf. Our guys had too much time where they weren't doing that. And I understand yeah. the schedule is the schedule. But if you care enough, if you care enough, if the U.S. captains care enough, they will figure it out. They'll figure it out. You will play somewhere. You will do something before. I, I think that was another big mistake because then we just yeah. came out flat. We came out. Yeah, I, I think that was a big mistake. Okay, let's move on. Problems in the U.S. camp. By the way, uh, I got to remind everybody about the mass, <clears throat> the massive fluid in my in my throat here. But sorry uh, about the contest that we're doing with Sobet right now because you have about. There's only about 400 or so people in this contest. So this is one of your best chances you will ever have to come to Augusta, hang out with me and Pat on a very special Tuesday in the first full week of April on a absolutely just glorious day. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna love it. You and a friend are going to get to experience this, watching some golf, having some drinks and some good food on Tuesday, the first Tuesday in the first full week of April in uh, April of 2024. And all you got to do to enter the contest, all you got to do is give Sobet a try for at least one month. There's a link in the description. If you've already done that, you are already entered. You don't have to do anything else. You're good. Uh, but if you've not already done it, click the link in the description. It'll pre-fill TJ in the promo code box. And then uh, if, as you go through, when you go to checkout, if you want to add in TJ trial at the end at checkout, it'll give you your first month for free. Uh, but you can cancel at any time. I encourage you to give it a shot. They are printing money for people when it comes to NFL and college football betting. Uh, but whether you're in a legal betting state or not, you can download the app. They, there's plenty of insight for bets that you can place anywhere on the internet, as well as prop bets for every sport imaginable on SoBet, including our exclusive picks every week. Finished position bets, round robins, good stuff. Uh, up over 10 units since we started contributing over there on SoBet with our exclusive plays. So that right there is paid for itself, I promise you. So enter that contest. Just click the link in the description of the podcast video. Sign up for SoBet and give it a shot. All right, Pat. Um, this is a big debate. And I feel like, I, I feel like this could go, we, we could take this a long, a long way. And it was kind of sparked with the whole Patrick Cantlay stuff. And I don't want to revisit all of it, but. There was the, the Jamie Weir article talking about Patrick Cantlay not wearing a hat and kind of a protest because he didn't like that players aren't paid. Um, Xander Shoffley's dad, Stefan Shoffley, 
went in on uh, this topic to no laying up about players being paid and should be being paid uh, and had quite some colorful quotes that were, that were entertaining. Um, and then when you add into that things like Xander and Cantlay being the only two players that didn't uh, except for Jordan Spieth who had the birth of a child, but yeah. Xander and Cantlay pass there. Yeah. Being the only two players who didn't make the pre, you know, the, the, the trip a few weeks ago, the scouting trip to Marco Simone. Um, so all of those rumors and all those things going on, and it all kind of seemingly will culminate with this idea of players not being paid on the U.S. side, not being paid to play in the Ryder Cup. Um, the PGA of America benefits greatly. Uh, I want to say the, the PGA of America makes anywhere from 100 to $200 million on the Ryder Cup. Uh, I believe 20% of it goes to, I could be a little bit off on this, but I think 20% of it goes to the PGA Tour, and then the PGA Tour distributes it, I think, to the, uh, the, the player like retirement fund thing that goes to every player on the PGA Tour that qualifies yeah. for that retirement fund. And then the rest of it pretty much goes to charity, and it goes to fund the activities that the PGA of America does stateside. So... That being said, and obviously these guys get uh, an opportunity to represent their country, get an opportunity to do what very few get to do. Um, they get a bunch of cool swag, a bunch of cool memories, a bunch of cool experiences. Their wives and them are shuttled around on you know nice nice jets and and uh, transportation, and they get allowances for lovely clothing, and they they go to fancy dinners and they always make a sh- make sure to get great tours and sightsee the city that they're in in Europe and it's a wonderful experience but it it is we're talking about you know basically a week of their life every 2 years overseas every 4 years to do this overseas and play for not money um where do you fall on the pay to play debate well I mean, it's, I don't know if it's as cut and dry as pay to play, because as you mentioned, there are, maybe they're indirect, but they're still getting some forms of payment to play. Yeah, but I mean, not, this is not at all to their, like, typically, you know, the, the argument on the other side is obviously like, well, <laughs> we're not getting paid anywhere near what we are worth, what the value is that we bring. And I'm sorry, but like the trip itself and all that comes with it and a clothing allowance does not, does not come close to equaling what we play for. If we've played in the Sanderson farms, chicken championship or some, some other, you know, hell a pro-am that some of these guys might play in and proportionate to the, you know, hundred to $200 million worth of revenue. The PGA of America brings in, People watch the Ryder Cup because of the players, for the most part. They, they want to see the best players of each country, uh, you know, or of each of each team, uh, European team being a bunch of countries, you know, go at it. And they, they don't want to watch, you know, we, we're not going to tune into the Ryder Cup probably to see Callum Terran take on Carson Young, right? There's a reason why Patrick Cantlay is a draw. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, um, so that... <laughs> I... I'm kind of developing my thoughts while you're talking. Yeah, to be honest. it's a very um, complicated. I can 100% see both sides. 
I can one. I, I can too. And I think um, in a in a country like the U.S. where we believe that, or you know, a lot of us believe in capitalism and that you can, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever you want to 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 earn money. And um, you know, it's it's just I, I think there's maybe a, a a portion of that. But here's the thing, you know, most of us work for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. There are a lot of us that can be self-employed or whatever, but even the self-employed could make the same thing, make the same argument. There are a lot of things you do in your work. As valued as you may be as an employee to, or as valued as you may think you are, there are a lot of things that you do for free. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of things. And there are a lot of things that, like, I may do for my clients that, you know, don't pay me a, a damn thing. But you may do it because you want to do it for somebody else. Yeah. Your country, yep. Or you may want to do it for, you know, the fact that there could be something down the line that you 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 might earn later. Somebody's trust, somebody's, um, you know, something that's going to earn you money for what you did, maybe for free, or you went above and beyond. So it's about that. You're doing stuff like that. So in my mind, I think it's bullshit that they would be getting pissed off about not being paid money to to do that because i think the mentality should be more of hey this is about more than just money and i'm going over here you know to represent something more than myself and whenever you're representing representing or doing something more than that's about you for one you put more passion into it i think in a lot of ways two you know you you are you know, it's just not about you. And when it's not about you, it becomes about your team. And then, you know, guess what happens? You're coming together for a common goal and you can win. Maybe you lose, maybe, maybe, you know, but still, I think you would still feel pretty good about it, even if you weren't just getting paid for it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Kind of going, I mean, it just, I'm kind of developing this thought of, I just don't, it it, it kind of ticks me off a little bit if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna have this big stance that you need to get this huge payday to play in something like this. Well, it goes back to everything that we just boiled down. The reason why the U.S. <clears throat> gets thumped sometimes, and it's just the culture. I, I don't remember any. I don't have any memory of any European team player bringing this up. Now that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. It may have, and I don't remember it, or it may have, and it was behind closed doors or off the record. But I, I don't remember hearing about any European team player saying that we should be paid to play in the Ryder Cup. And, that, and that's probably all ties back to, again, people like Seve, leaders like Seve, what Europe has done over the last 50 years to like galvanize their, th- those, those countries. And the, the story they've told and the value they've put on how important the Ryder Cup is to the people who, who, who love watching them play golf. And ultimately, you know, I mean, if, if nobody cares to watch you play golf, then your earning potential goes down drastically. Now, not everybody's gonna. I mean, not everybody's gonna stop watching golf all of a sudden because you want to be, be paid for the Ryder Cup. But it, ultimately, I think that's kind of what it all comes back to. It still comes back to the culture thing. So we that we just haven't. We don't have anybody on the U.S. team. I think that's ever done a good enough job of telling the story of why 
or, or representing the story like Seve did, or telling the story as a captain of why this is why this needs to be important, and and you know why actually it's 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 a greater service for you to do this and sacrifice playing for money for one effing week out of every two years if you qualify. For some of you, it'll be one week for your entire career. But you will get the experience of a lifetime and you will get to represent your country in something that's very meaningful. And the reason, you know, fans love the Ryder Cup. What, what was it? I saw Joe Popliano posted that like the Ryder Cup is the fifth or sixth most viewed golf event every year that it's on, just, beyond, just behind the majors. So like, this is not something that people are disinterested in. We, we love the Ryder Cup, and most people love the Ryder Cup because it's different, and, it's, and you believe that these guys are truly wanting to represent their country for the right reasons and, and the reasons that you would hope they want to represent their country for. Like, yeah. And at, then at the end of the day, guess what, buddy? If you don't want to play because you don't want to be, because you want to be paid and you're not, then decline. Decline. Yeah. Now, if you decline, it, you know that you are committing. You, yeah. You are you are committing brand suicide because yeah. I mean, nobody's agent is going to be in their ear going no 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 you know or everybody's agent is going to be going no 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 don't, don't decline. Um, but I wish Sam Burns would have declined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the pay-to-play yeah. thing is a very interesting debate, and I and I'm interested to hear. You know, we'll see. I, I would imagine more comes out about this in the in the wake. Uh, let me. Can we talk about this? Patrick Cantlay got married today. That was one of the weirdest things. When I saw that, I'm sitting here thinking, wait a second. When I got married, <laughs> there were a lot of things that went into getting married uh-huh. that I was focused on uh-huh. or not focused on. Uh-huh. Can you imagine, like, the day after the Ryder Cup, you're getting married? Like, what, what the hell? So is Rome week just like you're... <laughs> I've heard no one, I, I, I've seen no one say this about him. I mean, I've seen everyone say, like, oh, my God, he's getting married. That's weird. But why is it weird? To me, it's weird because, I'm sorry, but, like, I would imagine, I'm completely projecting here, I would imagine that if Max Homa was not married and his lovely wife, Lacey, wanted to be married in Rome, and she said, let's get married the Monday after the Ryder Cup, I would imagine Max Homa would say, "Uh, babe, no, because... Yeah, when we win the Ryder Cup, I am I'm, go- gonna, yeah. I'm going to get obliterated with my boys and the team room. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a fantastic week. Let's get married on, I don't know, Thursday after the Ryder Cup because yeah. we can afford to stay in Rome for a few extra days, re- unwind, let the Actually, hangover if we out. Don't win. I'm going to get obliterated too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of times the non-winners go get obliterated. But but oh, and then that like imagine if you. Oh, also, babe, what if we don't win and we don't win because, and I mean, this is a long shot, but just walk, walk it out. If you're Max Homa in this situation, or Patrick Cantlay, if we don't win and it's because I miss a three-foot putt in a singles match on a Sunday and I got to wake up on a Monday yeah. morning. <laughs> I'm and, not going to be feeling like are, are you Are you kidding me? 
So what yeah. that tells me, I think, despite how well he played, because Patrick Cantlay played very well, but I think it kind of tells me he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because 100% tells me that. But he played well because he's an egomaniac. And he, yeah. and, and, and he lo- he's competitive enough, and he's on, he's on tumultuous foreign soil that he just said, you know, I mean, I, sure, I'll go and kick people's ass, but I don't really care. Yeah. I, that thing, that is crazy to me. Yeah. I, when I saw that, I, was, I could not believe it. There were so many things running through my, I mean. Now, she's beautiful, it, and he is not. Well, he, I mean, he, so, him, so he still. needs to lock up, he needs to lock up whatever he can get whenever he can get it. But Monday after the Ryder Cup, I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah, that was, that was a little less. Okay. Um, U.S. captain's picks. I mean, we've talked about them a little bit. Is there anything we need to add? I, I, we're going to talk about some of these guys when we – we're going to go through and name uh, a, a corresponding NFL team mm-hmm. to every U.S. team uh, member's Ryder Cup performance. But overall captain's picks. The worst – was Jordan Spieth. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Maybe it's Ricky. I mean, he played two matches. He lost both of them. Um, Jordan Spieth played four matches. He went 0-2-2. and two. Morikawa played four matches. He went 1-3. and three. Justin Thomas played four matches. He went 1-2-1. and one. Sam Burns went 1-2-0. and oh. And Brooks Koepka went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Uh, overall, very, very bad. Yeah. You know, Burns, I already mentioned from a strokes gain standpoint, was terrible on approach. Um, strokes gain total for the event, dead last was Wyndham Clark. Jordan Spieth was right behind him. I mean, right behind him. Justin Thomas on the U.S. side was, was, right behind Jordan in terms of overall suckage. There was kind of a gap between Justin Thomas and Morikawa, but Morikawa's next. I mean, Morikawa wasn't great. He lost two shots off the tee. Like, and that should have been, like, we... we that should have been, like, his... Yeah, we needed him to bucket. be in the fairway. Yeah. Um, I mean, JT lost everywhere except for around the greens. He scrambled well. Jordan Spieth lost everywhere except for putting. He, he putted, putted very, very well. Uh, Ricky Fowler lost everywhere. Nope, sorry, he was barely just above zero on the putting surfaces through two. Ricky only played in two matches. Yeah, remember there was a whole thing about his tummy. Is, uh, uh, there was yeah, a bug yeah. going around. Who knows? I don't even know if all that was real. Zach handled that terribly, too. Um, Kepka gained on approach everywhere else. Negative. I mean, Burns gained a ton of strokes putting, and that's, and that's what saved him, which is exactly what – he was the second best putter in, the, in all of the Ryder Cup, only to Justin Rose. <clears throat> but, I mean, those were terrible picks. But 
I mean, nobody really disagreed with any of them. Nobody was up in no. arms about any of them, with the I exception mean, the of Burns and JT. Burns yeah. and JT were the two people disagreed on. Yeah. I, I still think JT ended up being the right pick. He, he may have been bogged down a little bit with, Ju- with Jordan being so terrible tee to green, but <clears throat> JT was the, is the one guy other than Homa that, well, and maybe I would say Scheffler probably, that, that, and Harmon, I guess, but the, the experienced guys that bring a little bit of fire, a little bit of heart and soul. Now, now a lot of his antics were dumb. I mean, like, classic scoreboard, dude, when JT on, like, Sunday is shaking his, taking his hat off and doing that whole thing. It's like, dude, we're getting boat raced. Can you stop it? Yeah, that was annoying as hell. Like, that, that was, yeah. Yeah, like, if my kid who plays middle school basketball, and I love it, if he hits a three and we're down, like, 40, and he does like this or drops the three and hangs it down. But like, I'm, I'm going to walk on the court and, and take his legs out from under him. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't do that, just, uh, Justin. But anyway, anything else to say on the captain's picks? Nah, not really. I mean, retrospect, <laughs> just... re- hindsight's easy, right? We could say Cam Young and Keegan should have been on the team, which I, yeah. you know, DJ. I was lobbying for Keegan and DJ. But um, all right, let's talk about poor U.S. captains. We kind of mentioned this earlier. People want to talk about Tiger. Everybody wants Tiger. And, I mean, I can see some benefits to Tiger. I, I can. But, like I mentioned earlier, he has a 13-21-3 overall Ryder Cup record. Not exactly a resounding, tremendous record. I don't know what his singles record is. I'd, I'd be interested to know that. You know, was it just teammates bogging him down? Because sometimes the records can be a little bit um, deceiving. Um, but. You know, uh, Tiger, like, I, I believe Tiger is, is at least somebody who ha- is competitive enough and fiery enough that he would, he would be more inspiring than friggin' Zach Johnson. Um, Tiger is 4-2-2 two, and two in singles over his career. So a winning record in singles, which makes a lot of sense for him. But anyway, I think he'd be more inspiring. He's not Seve. He's not anything like that. I, I think these guys would listen to him. Um, he's, not very, he's not a very charismatic person, so it's like inspiring in a different kind of way. Like It's more of an inspiring, like, dude, I'm the greatest golfer of all time. Effing show up and, and do, do your job. You know, It would probably be very Earl Woods-esque. I don't know. What do you think of Tiger? Like, Especially being a captain on European soil when we really need it. Yeah, I mean, I don't... His time's going to come if he wants it. it we it's going to come if he wants it. And if... if um, I mean, I, I see a lot of this on Twitter, which is... Some of it just drives me crazy. I just... I don't... There's certain things that I don't know why they matter. Um, you know, just because Tiger has a poor Ryder Cup record, I don't know why that matters on him being a captain. Um, because then I think you're going to say your 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 answer is going to be, well, you know, it didn't didn't mean that all all that much to him or whatever. Like I think you can gain perspective too over your your years. I, I'm I have a different perspective now than I did when I was twenty something years old. Yeah, you know, Tiger was a dominant player in the world. I mean. You know, he didn't, maybe, I don't know how he felt about Ryder Cups. I really don't. I mean, I'm sure he wanted to win, but I don't know if he was more interested in winning freaking majors and trying yeah. to beat Jack Nicholas. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what Nick Saban's football career looked like. You know, he could have been 0 in 100. Yeah, you don't have to I be. Mean, so, like, I don't know why that matters at all. Yeah, it doesn't, I guess. It's just context. I mean, you don't have to be a great player to be a great coach. Or, or yeah, to, I mean. And that's, that's I, my point is I see this all over Twitter. Like, well, he didn't care about the Ryder Cup. He had a terrible Ryder Cup record. I know you're just bringing it up because that's what people yeah. say, but. I don't think that's going to matter when it becomes, you know, what can you do for your team to be a good captain in the Ryder Cup? Um, I think he brings plenty of experience. I think he brings plenty of fire in his own way. And he's also certainly an alpha individual who can, you know, drum up some some ways and maybe creative ways to get the team to to uh perform well especially overseas so i I don't mind him as as a captain as at all um i think there's other things there's you know i think you you look at somebody like zach also don't understand what what made him such a great choice to be a captain i mean i i thought and i don't know i'm sure we did a show where we talked about it like i could seriously see me saying why do we take zach johnson as a captain like i just well i mean i don't know what happened there i don't know where he's there was in a, the he's in the the the, the i guess the but, pleated khaki pants circle jerk of captains coming it's this it's all the guys we we know and we i just named it's it's those guys those are all the ones in the hopper that are that have either done it or are going to be doing it you know like yeah i mean and i think there's certainly something to be said too for the ones that have had success, like your Davis loves Steve Stricker, but both both on yeah. home soil. Yeah, um, but like, okay, if, if we if we send Stuart Sink to a Dare Manor to be the captain in four mm-hmm. years in Ireland, Mm-mm. you know what I mean? No, it's might as well just uh, so, so let's, fifteen and a half to eight and a half. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, just, just, just like, do the math. It's just a lot to a little. Yeah. Um, all right. So, what are some what are some kind of off the wall or or interesting captains' pick suggestions? Um, I mean, I said Deion Sanders. Like, well, I mean, that would kind of. I mean, we were going to talk about some, I guess, things that we would fix about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, why is it? Why does it actually have to be a former player? I agree. Why? Why can't it be somebody else? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Golf is one of the few sports out there that all of us can play. All of us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to be, like, I can't play football. You know, my, my ass isn't going to be on a, but I can play golf every single day of my life if I want to. There's people that are great leaders of men in this world who play golf all the time. They know golf. They can use the people around them to create a good plan, to create ideas like the Seve thing or whatever. That, you know, they're going to need people like a Tiger with them or a Davis Love or Stricker, whoever. They're going to need the the data guys and the people strategically thinking through from a professional golf standpoint. But but why does it have to be a, a, a former pro golfer? It doesn't have to be, but it always will be. I'm just saying, this is off-the-wall ideas that I think could work. Now, I think it's the same thing that you're thinking of, but I think it's in a different seat on the bus. 
because I thought about it like this. Every big SEC team, even if they have kind of a wet blanket coach, which you know, not many of them do, but some of them do, what do they always have on their staff who's an animal? Who's the absolute animal on, a, on an SEC? Oh, it's always the strength person on the staff. It's the strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. We got it. If it's not the guy, if it's not the captain, if it's if it is Stuart Sink at some point, f me to tears. We gotta have a strength and conditioning guy, yeah. and he needs to be either someone in the golf world that we don't know he exists yet and he's coming, <laughs> or he's not in the golf world, but he can speak to athlete to athletes and and competitors and all that. To, and it may be somebody you know. It may be it may be a, a freaking Navy SEAL. Bring the guy that shot Bin Laden in the in the head. Bring him in. Bring Dion in. Bring Pat McAfee. I'm dead ass. I'm literally dead ass serious. The, and I know I'm a Pat McAfee homer, but bring someone in there that would just be like, guys. I mean, and, and even somebody like that who's a fan of golf could come in and go, do you guys even understand? how awesome everybody who watches golf on a regular basis thinks that this thing is, and they are getting their asses. Can you imagine the, the speech? I mean, Pat McAfee yeah. has turned game day on its head because he's brought energy to it, and it's amazing. Like, imagine the speech he could give a guy to say, like, I, got, I, I know people in bumfuck Pennsylvania getting up in the middle of the night to watch you, Sam Burns. Or God, I hope not. But you, uh, Max Homa, go do the damn thing today with Brian Harmon, and and like this is appointment TV for them, and they only get it every two years because you know what? They don't care about the Presidents Cup, so they only get this every two years. Yeah. Can you deliver for him? Can you deliver for them? The guys that buy the equipment because you use it. The guys that you know follow you on Twitter and. Do help you win the pip money and you know listen to every podcast you're ever a, a guest on. Like, can you do that? But buy tickets to a, a tournament that comes to their town. Like, we need somebody like that that can inspire these guys. Yeah, it, it's hundred percent. Another the idea. President's Cup, by the way, is a problem too. I was just about to say another idea I have that will not happen is f the President's Cup. Forget it. Yeah. It needs to be done because I think the U.S. guys this become. The, they know it's not the President's Cup, but if it walks and talks, shit's like a President's Cup, then it might be a President's Cup. Like, it, yeah. you know, like at some point, do they really feel like it's that much different? And if they got to do it every year, it's less and less of a, of a thing. It's like, yeah. if Christmas were every month, Christmas wouldn't be Christmas, right? But it's, it's once a year. I 100% agree. Like, I, I think... I think that us having this, you know, this President's Cup, you know, have to do that every year, then the Ryder, and then the President. I mean, we don't have a year off like the the European team does. Um, it makes it makes it lose its luster a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I'm I'm with you there. So yeah. Okay. Oh man, I I knew this thing could go could go on a while. I got other takes too, but we'll we'll forget it. All right, let's let's talk about the, let's compare these players to some NFL teams. We'll try to move through this quick because this was hard. I try. I thought it would be fun and easy, but it was kind of hard. Yeah, it was hard for me. We took we took we each took six guys. We'll do one one and one. So I'll I'll go first. I got 
So I started with Ricky Fowler, who went 0-2-0. And I compared him to the Chargers. Even though the Chargers just kind of got, got their season back on, but I guess I'm just kind of talking about the Chargers in general. A lot of these I, I approached in general as an organization, but then some of them I just approached as this year. A lot of flash, but rarely show up in big games. Talent, flash, pretty uniforms, colorful. Everybody loves the Chargers unis. You know, kind of a little swaggy. Never show up when it's big. His Ryder Cup record sucks. His major record sucks. We love him. Nobody hates him. I don't know anybody that hates the Chargers. Who hates the Chargers? People hate the Cowboys. Nobody hates the Chargers. Nobody hates Ricky. He's the Chargers. Okay. Um. Hmm. All right. So I still have Scheffler first. Um. <laughs> this probably is gonna. You're like I, I don't know. I, I kind of have him as the Bears. Yeah. I mean, you know the Bears have. They always feel like they they, they got all scoreless. this talent, and they just they just never. I mean, this is like from a match play type thing. He was 0-2-2 this year. Disappointing. Um, I just, I gave Scheffler the Bears. Oh, Bears. I also gave a player of the Bears. I'll go ahead and jump to him. I gave Jordan Spieth the Bears because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't hear a lot of people doubting whether he would have a good Ryder Cup. I felt, I feel like people thought he would be Pretty good. He's been good in the past. He's also been garbage in the past, but he's just kind of who he is. But we had some. We had a level of expectations for him. We we didn't have expectations he was going to go five and zero, right? We don't. We didn't think the Bears were going to win the Super Bowl, but we thought the yeah. Bears would be competitive. We thought the Bears would do something. Would make a little noise. They got talent. Thought the same thing about Jordan. He's had a good year. Everybody wanted him on the team. Nobody was debating that. But he sucked. Okay. Um. I have Cantlay next. <laughs> I think this could be debatable, but but for me, there's a lot of different factors for this, but he's the Chiefs. I tried to get somebody to be the Chiefs. I think I gave you all the people that could be the Chiefs. He I was couldn't... the Chiefs because he's, he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know. There's a lot of things about the it's Chiefs like, that annoy me. Like Brittany Mahomes? Like Brittany Mahomes and the other Mahomes, his Jackson, brother Jackson Mahomes, yeah, and now Taylor Swift, yep, and Taylor Swift, yep, yep. So there's just so many <laughs> annoying things. And I like Kelsey, but, but in, there's just so many annoying. Although things now about Kelsey's him. starting to annoy me. Yeah, he's starting. I'm to get starting annoyed. to be annoyed by Kelsey. Yeah, and so <clears throat> I, I gave Cantlay the Chiefs. Give I, that, him credit. That's he's a good. good. One. That's a good one. He's good. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go Sam Burns next. Um, I gave him the Cardinals. That's perfect. He does, he does one thing well. For the Cardinals, I feel like, you know, with the exception of like the Kurt Warner years, but I feel like the Cardinals always do defense pretty, pretty well. I feel like they've always yeah. got a couple dogs on D. They create turnovers. They may let points come, but the defense will usually score. They, they, they do one thing well. Sam Burns, short game, putting. That's what he does well. Uh, but they're also they're a, one of the worst teams on the road. They're terrible on the road. When you get Burns off of that Bermuda baby, I mean, yes, he putted well here, but the chipping was still, he's lost strokes chipping. 
you need you need Bermuda Burns at home, home game, where chipping and putting matters a lot. And it didn't matter that much here. So he's the Cardinal. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Wyndham Clark next. That was a hard one for me, but I, I went with the Browns. I just think he's... The Browns are sort of like, you know, you they're there. They're just there. You're, I was just about <laughs> just, to say that. They're just there. They're always like in, the, in that division, and you know yeah. they're never going to win it, but you know they'll be competitive on a few divisional games that will shock yeah. you. And they're just the same old Browns regardless. Yeah. Although, I don't know how that really compares to Wyndham. But for this week, it felt like Wyndham was just felt like there. Wyndham, yeah. I kept forgetting he was there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was he was one one and one. I mean, it's the Browns. That is the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Um, I think this one was probably one of the easiest ones for me. Was Brooks? Tons of talent. Expected uh, expected more. Just being a killer, embracing the 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 foreign soil, being the live guy with the chip on his on his shoulder, and he played well. I mean, he played well. He, he did his thing in the singles match. He thumped Aberg, which I mean, we say he did his thing. He, he should have thumped Aberg. He's a five time major champion. The kid's never played in a major. He's twenty two years old. He was in he was picking boogers and put him under his desk in college six months ago. So he should have done it. But he's the Bengals. Tons of talent. Expected more. Hundred percent. And dang. They're not going to make the playoff. I like that. Okay. Um, my next one was Harmon. Brian Harmon was two and two. Um, I, I kind of, I went one direction, and now I start. I'm starting to second guess because I'm kind of thinking this year's team, who is also two and two, and I think better than we thought they might be. And that's the Texans with mm. CJ Stroud. They're two yeah. and two. They're battling. They're gritty. Yeah. You know? I agree. Like that. That's so it's not like a, it's not like all time Texans. It's that's more like one. this year Texans, Brian Harmon. <clears throat> that's a good one. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Morikawa, who went, uh, who went one, three and oh, hangs out with the big guys. But kind of a beta, flashy, big, you know, but, but kind of a kitty cat. I mean, he had the damn haircut thing, which I mean, I, you know, listen, I mean, I love a good haircut, but I couldn't stop looking at his hair. Um, kind of flashy, hangs out with the big guys. He's the Giants. You know, he's, it's a New York team, very flashy, big city, big city media. Giants are always, they're the Giants, you know, the New York football Giants. But they hang out with, you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles, and they can't ever, they're, they're just going to be average. So I think Morikawa is not, I don't think he's a dog, nor are the Giants. All right, next is Homa. So you gave me Homa, which I was, I was kind of happy he did, but it made it a little difficult because I went one direction and then I, I changed my mind to another one because I started with the Cowboys. and. <clears throat> the problem with the Cowboys is that a lot of people hate the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. But they are. They've been considered America's team mm -hmm. for forever. And they're good this year. They're good, which Homa was good in this Ryder Cup. But I, I think I'm going to give them the Dolphins. And I think the reason is, is the Dolphins are kind of the new kid on the block. A lot of speed. 
good coach, good fun coach in in Mike McDaniel, which I think you know you know Max is a is a fun dude. He he um, yeah he brings out a lot of energy, which yeah. Mike McDaniel kind of does. Um, you know, and he and I think they've got a they can they have a lot of potential that they can live up to, which I think Homa did. So Homa is the Dolphins for me. I love that. Um, JT's my last one. <clears throat> and I know I shared some JT numbers on strokes gain that weren't great. But I think from what I saw, I, I do think he, he was better than his record. He was one, he was one two, and one. Um, so he earned a point and a half for us, lost twice. Um, but I, I, I kind of made him the Bucks. And I know the Bucks are leading the division, and that, and that 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 would seemingly mean that JT would be better than he than he played. But I think just in general, the Bucks like low expectations coming in, like JT, but played good good enough, right? Like I, I mean, I would say that I would say that JT at least played good enough. When you add in also what he means to the team and the team room and the team chemistry and the team vibe, he he did enough. That I think he was an appropriate pick. Yeah, and and the Bucks are going to be able to do just enough because they're also anchored down by a weak division, which in this year's Ryder Cup was JT's anchoring to Jordan Spieth. Um, but he still showed a ton of grit, despite. So I'll I'll give JT the Bucks, and that one was tough. So I will say, if people are in the comments, if people are going to comment about how terrible that one was, I will say that was the hardest one I had. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, my last one is Xander. <laughs> yeah. This one I think people are not going to like, because I know we have a lot of fans up in this this neck of the woods. I gave Xander the Vikings. Because I don't think the Vikings are ever going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Vikings have a lot of talent. I mean, they got Justin Jefferson. They have an annoying quarterback that is to me similar to Xander's dad. This this is this is you projecting because he's he's whooped you in fantasy this year and last year. That is what you're doing. Kirk Cousins is a great dude. I if cannot you watch, stand Kirk Cousins. If you watch the quarterback series on Netflix, yeah. you can't help but like Kirk Cousins. He you talk about a no, no, I'm not gonna let this fly. The you more got, I, no, this, you gotta no, no, the no, Vikings. No, the more I think about this, the more this does not add up. You cannot compare Xander to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is I a gritty. Kirk Cousins. Yes, I you did. The Vikings. No, no. And then you just said Kirk, Xander is Kirk Cousins. No, Kirk. no, 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 no. I said Xander's dad is Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay. So there's a Wait difference. A I can there's actually see that a little more. Like Cousins is a tough, gritty son of a gun. Xander's dad. He didn't pass. He doesn't. He didn't seem to have passed that gene on to Xander. I'm just saying. That's I wasn't saying Kirk. Yeah, so I think the Vikings is a. What does Xander want besides a gold medal? Did he didn't he win a gold medal? Uh, he's won he's won East Lake. I guess you're right. Uh, he's won other PJ Tour events. Um, he just feels like the Vikings to me. Can I can I make a bold prediction here? This is an NFL bold prediction from DB. I bet in the next ten years the Vikings make the Super Bowl. There, it's. I mean, it's hard not to think they could do. 
do you bet in the next 10 years that Xander wins a major? I would rather bet the Vikings make a Super Bowl. So then you could then, if you thought about that for a second, yeah, so you yeah, could I then say it. it's, it's a good comparison. Yeah, but you, don't, you, can't, you can't give me the Kirk Cousins thing. Also, I like, the, I like Kirk Cousins. I like uh, Kevin O'Connell, I think, is going to be a good coach. I, I like what the Vikings have more than you do, apparently. But I've not been burned by him in fantasy. That's, that's where this is coming from. This is a deeper wound that you're projecting way, on way, Xander. The Vikings record is one in three. I know. Guess what Xander's record was <laughs> in the Ryder Cup? One in three. One in three. <laughs> uh, been really sick if the Vikings had a tie this year and Xander I, also look, had a love, tie. Love you, Vikings fans. I, I have nothing personally really against the Vikings. I'm just trying to be a little bit realistic here. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Listen, uh, fun show. Do you have anything else we need to add before this is over? Well, I guess we need to do our member guest. I, I do have one thing. Okay. Um, this is my wild take for the Ryder Cup. Okay. And you, you, you can tell me why we shouldn't do this. Why do we have to tell anybody at all what our team is going to be? Why can't we Bill Belichick the shit out of this thing and say, you know what? We don't have standings. We don't have anything. When we, when we show up on the freaking podium in Bethpage or in a dare manner, that's when you figure out what our team is. And then you can decide how you want to play us. But why do we have to tell it? Why do we have to publish? what our standings are, what our rankings are, what our point totals are, what, who Zach Johnson is talking to and who he's not talking to. Why do we have to do that? Is there a rule? There are so many reasons why that would not work. However, however. I'm just saying, you put in here I know, wild I know. Yes. takes and solutions get weird. <laughs> yeah. That, to me, is the, the equivalent of a wild take and a solution getting weird it is i love it i love it but you asked you also asked me to tell you why yeah, that's it why because i know there's, there's there are a million flaws. reasons there are flaws in that there are a million reasons um you know one thing we haven't talked about but it's it's here and you can't ignore it is that whether you like it or not i would argue most people probably don't like it the Ryder cup is also now i already mentioned it 100 million to 200 million dollars of profit a year for the pga of america i believe it's a big business and the PGA of America, its lifeline is the Ryder Cup and the PGA Championship, it's seen. And as a result, there's all this other stuff, you know, the, the lead-in, the, the pomp and circumstance, all the stuff that happens before the Ryder Cup that, you, you know, that, that is just part of the business. And there's no way... Like so many of these solutions we're talking about, that that's one other reason why they wouldn't happen. Because the PJ Tour Tour of America, and I can't remember who all the conglomerate of companies it is on on the European side. Like they they just wouldn't go for it anymore. So just like everything else in this effing world of 2023, everything else is slowly deteriorating because it's all tainted with self interest, greed. And that's it. Now, listen, again, pro-capitalism show. 
But if you want, if if you're longing for the purity of Ryder Cup's past two to three to four decades ago, it will never happen again. It will never happen again. And so the reason why the, like that solution that you said would be so freaking cool from a competition standpoint, that would be awesome to just be like, surprise, bitches, we here. <laughs> Boom, here's a, here's a Cam Young, you know, like, yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah. And, and it would make for a very intriguing, competitive Ryder Cup, but it's just not going to happen. Like, there's, there's too much other, there's too, and there's a whole host of other reasons why it would not happen, but that is, ultimately, that, that's the big one. Uh, I've heard, cool, I've seen stuff kicked around, like, have it on a neutral site, which is so stupid, like. Nah, you're gonna have the, are part of yeah yeah you're gonna have the Ryder Cup in Australia <laughs> yeah um, also if you did that every year that the Ryder Cup would go on U.S. would have the fans against them like everyone outside of the U.S. pulls for the Europeans yeah um, a third party setting it up I saw that idea tossed out that's kind of interesting but I mean I I, I do think the gamesmanship of being the host country and being able to set it up and do all that is yeah. part of the game. It's kind of part it is. of the game. I don't mind it at all. And ultimately, I don't think that's what, that's not what killed us this year. That, that killed us at La Golf National. Yeah. We could have handled the setup. This, we talked about that before. The course was, was not that, it, it didn't necessarily play into the strengths of the Europeans overall. We just picked the, especially one bad captain's pick and then we didn't we didn't pair our guys properly in foursomes um yeah i had the strength and conditioning coach some of the weird captains in here yeah that's probably it we can move on member guest recap pat i mean mm, um, no, i forgot about forgot I, I know i know and, I, and I, now we're tired and i'm tired and people are probably tired of listening to it but we don't need to do much but i guess I don't want to bury the lead, but this is our fourth year playing the member guests at Champions Retreat, my, my club. Hmm. And it is our third flight runner-up in four years, which is painful. Um, Very painful. But some positives. I told Pat as we were leaving on Sunday, Saturday. You know, positives. Runner-up in our flight does get some money from the Calcutta, so we don't walk away completely broke by the whole thing. Uh, and number two, this this year and most years we finished runner up, all five of our nine hole matches meant something and were competitive, and we needed yeah. to do something. And I told Pat, like to me, the worst possible outcome is your first day of a member guest, you're boned from the jump, there's no chance. You look at the board and you are in dead last or close to dead last. You have no chance of even catching second. And so you go to you you go to dinner Friday that night. You go to bed that night. You wake up that morning, knowing, and, and then you play the next day, knowing that ultimately you're just getting to play golf. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, the, the member guest is an opportunity for us to play golf that matters to us, and matters more so than like your regular Friday game with your buddies. Yeah, and we don't. You know, we as you get older, you don't get to play in too many things that are as you know competitively. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. So it was, um, we got to do that. And I, I feel like in general, we, we did pretty well. You know, we just, yeah. we ran into what we, ha what happens every year. We ran into a little, a team that was 
very well put together. <laughs> they were a very good, almost European Ryder Cup like team. They they uh, they mm-hmm. paired well together and they kicked everybody's ass in our flight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I mean, the highlight was definitely day one with uh, with Pat. I mean, if Pat, if you're a team Pat guy, which I know most of you mm-hmm. are, um, you would have been so proud of your boy. And and it, it was of the four years we played, it was the best the best day Pat has performed on the golf course. You had uh, you made so many putts, clutch putts, mm-hmm. long putts, hard putts. Uh, the short game was magical. The we drive. even had one one team meme, team that we played where he kept saying he wanted to be Pat. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he we Pat had made so many putts on him that at the end of the match he's standing over his own putt, saying out loud to himself, "Think like Pat. I'm Pat. I'm Pat." Mm. And, and then he missed it. Didn't work. But yeah, um, you had the driver working that day too. Of course, the famous shot on Instagram. Which, yeah. That if you haven't checked it out, you got to check it out. I am just a lucky rabbit's foot whenever I turn the camera on anyone these days <laughs> yeah. hitting a golf shot on a golf course. As, I, as some of you may know, I got my son's hole-in-one on Instagram Live a month ago. Well, first, was it the first match? It was our first match. Yeah. And actually, we haven't talked about this. On a hole that you don't have a great history on. <laughs> No, not I, at all. I, I wish I had my camera rolling on a few other shots. Yeah, that, on that yeah, hole, because because we could submit the... them to some funny golf shot videos and people would laugh. But on this particular day, uh, did I exercise the demons? I wouldn't say totally yet because I also hit one. I think a bad shot the next day. Well, so. it, it was first match, fifth hole, par five. You chunk your approach shot into a creek. Um, and, and, but, but, and I, and I, now I was pin high for Eagle on yeah. the par five, um, uh, probably chipping, but pin high. And, uh, you almost picked your ball up because I, I was, mean, this is a lesson in it grinding. Is. It is. You almost picked your ball up because I was pin high looking good. And you were 66, 68 yards away from the mm-hmm. hole in a creek bed. You, you had found a, a patch of grass. In the creek bed, it was kind of soft, and it was, you were in an awkward stance. You were well below the hole. You were standing seven or eight feet under, under the, the, the ground level in this creek bed. I, I could not see the hole. I, that's why I had yeah. to listen to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, you almost thought about just picking it up and letting me take the hole, which maybe yeah. I would have. Maybe I wouldn't have, based on how I was putting that day. I mean, I don't know. It probably wasn't good. Outlook, not so good. But... <clears throat> You know, you were like, I could hit that. I was like, well, why don't you hit it? And I just happened to turn my phone on because I thought what I thought was going to happen was this could be a funny thing. He could slip. He could, mm-hmm. he could yeah. hit it and, like, mud go everywhere. He could – a lot of things could happen. So I turned the camera on. And what happened was the ball went in the hole from 68 <laughs> yards. And it was fantastic. Um, so that was fun. Obviously won the hole. Uh, Pat just had a banner day. There was oh, one of one of my favorite days ever on the golf course. Yeah, all the way up to the end when we we beat um in our last match we we beat we beat those guys pretty good. And DV said, you know, told Siri, mm. you know, play Dirt Nap playlist, and we we came up and the perfect song came on. Oh, well, Richard Marks, I believe. Yeah, and uh, so that was just put him to sleep. That was a little. That was a lot of fun. 
Yeah. But I, the next day. That was probably one of my top. That was probably a top, like, three favorite day on golf course for me, too. It was it was fun. We got to and go home, we, like, kind of sleeping on, not a lead, but we were very, we were right in it. We were right behind the guys in first place who we played first the next day. So we were feeling amped. We had a great night at the house, had a great dinner, had some fun. Um, you had a bottle of rosé, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Domination took great care of us the whole time. So it was nice to be able to do that, you know, to, to be able to have that feeling for a little bit. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Bef- day, t- day two. Before the nine handicap shot a one under 35 on our match. Mm. With an eagle and a With birdie. An eagle, a birdie, six pars, and a double. It's hard to beat. That was tough. So we got maxed out on that one, and that meant we were mathematically eliminated from winning, as was everyone else in our flight other than those yeah. guys. But our second match of the day was against the team that was a half a point behind us in second place, mm-hmm. for, for second place. So, you know, we had the flight runner-up money to fight for and pride. And we played them, and they quit after six holes. They said they were done because we had beat them, and they were tired, and it was over, and we were killing them. So it was, a, it was, a, it was an ass-whooping. It was an ass whipping, and uh, you you played excellent. I think we both had some moments in that one, but we won five holes in a row. Yeah, five holes in a row, and they were they were not even like we. Yeah, well, they just quit yeah. <laughs> because it was just <laughs> they knew it wasn't happening for them, and uh, it was a they classic like NFL game where like a team a good team goes and gets absolutely embarrassed, and yeah. then the next week they play another good team, not like great team, but a good team. And they just, they just absolutely demolish them because they're, you know, they're kind of pissed. Yeah, it it was. Um, <clears throat> they were ready to. I think they were Clemson fans, weren't they? And Clemson had a game on. Yes. I think that helped us because Georgia hadn't quite started playing yet, so which would have distracted me even more. But they they were uh, they were distracted. I guess I don't know. Maybe well, we did just play well and we kicked their ass. But they they were ready to be done. Um, and then. That was it. Yeah. It was a wonderful time. It's a good time. Um, One of these days we're going to make the shootout and give yeah, give it a run. I think, you know, we learned a lot of lessons. That's all I can say. Well, so. how, who would you compare yourself to on the, uh, in, the, in the Ryder Cup, either team, in terms of how you, how you played? Uh... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that it was um, a little Brian Harmon esque. Oh, I mean, I, I putted well. I think for the most part, he he's he's a good putter. Um, I'm, he's he's not very long off the tee, but I, I feel like I drove the ball pretty well. I certainly had some bad iron shots, but that's always going to happen with me. Um, grinded out some holes. Where we needed us to needed me to grind it out, like I don't know. I think I think I don't think I could put me past a Harmon level. I I was thinking I was going to put you past a Harmon level, and in terms of you know, kind of our team. I mean, we you know, I was I was going to put you past the Harmon level. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I don't know who would you say. I'm I'm looking so I'm sorting by the worst iron players for our for <laughs> yeah you gotta so but also worst iron play but but strong off the tee play 
But the problem is everyone that did that also then putted really well, which I did not do. I actually chipped pretty well. When I think about how many chips I hit, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like flub or skull bang any chips, which normally I do in member guests when I'm a little nervy. Um, so I, I off the tee was was solid for the most part. There were some squirrely ones, but way above my baseline. Mm-hmm. I would say around the green was above my baseline. Approach play was well below my baseline, and putting was even for me well below my baseline. So uh, I'm gonna say. <clears throat> Dang, actually, you know who fits that? It's Brian Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Harmon gained strokes around the green, gained a little bit off the tee, lost strokes on approach, but lost strokes putting. Mm. Normally, he's a good putter, though. I don't know. I just wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't hit my irons like I have been. I, but you said that even beforehand. You you weren't feeling in in the top mm-mm. in top form. Oh well, you know, I did. I didn't mention this. I mean, I, I wrote this long Twitter thread on key things to prepare for a member guest on like Wednesday. And then I didn't follow a key rule. Uh, Calcutta night, Thursday night. When (laughs) we were, when we were highly unusual, when we were staying in the, after the Calcutta and we're in the cabin, we're staying with a bunch of dudes in the cabin, right by the, right by the club. And we were watching Thursday night football, having a good time. We had eaten, we'd eaten, we'd been drinking and Pat, Pat does the Irish goodbye disappearing act that he does so well at about 10.30, which was just perfect. Yeah. Granted, very out of character for Pat, but perfect. It was out of character. And then out of character for me was I fell victim to some peer pressure and David Joplin going, hey, let's go, let's go to a couple cabins down the street to the old guys, man. There's some old boys over there. They got, some, they got some drinks, and they got good stories and all this. And I was like, all right, I'll go over there. So I go over there and hear some great stories from four really cool old dudes. Mm-hmm. All good golfers, too, I think. We watched the, the end of the Georgia game with them, actually, on Saturday. Yeah. That was fun. Had some great – they were feeding me drinks. I was, next thing I know, yeah. it's 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I told Pat in the first match, I was like, dude, I'm, you are not, I'm not right right now. I'm yeah. not right. I had taken, like <sighs> – seven dumps that morning i i had had i was shaking my levels were so off i mean i was like not in a good position for the whole match and we almost pulled it off because we were winning that first match we were up up what one with two to play yeah and we lost and we lost the last two holes i was basically in my pocket the last two holes Anyway. I was in my pocket, not on the last one, but the, uh, the second to last one, I was not. The last hole, I was in. We, you know, that we that was a walk off. Yeah, that was a walk. You remember, like I hit my third yeah. shot, I think sec or second shot, like straight over out of a bunker into the water, and we were like, yeah. "All right, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we lost that." Mm. Anyway, good times. All right, that's yep. it for us. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to get in the SoBet contest for that first full week in April on that beautiful Tuesday that we'll get to spend some time together. And um, yeah, have a great week. Enjoy the Sanderson. See ya.